What's up, y'all? This is Chase. We've got another great episode for you where Steph talks us and walks us through every step of how she doubled her email list at Courage and Clarity. Great one. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months for free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash Fizzle, PC Mag, and Fit Small Business have both called Gusto the best payroll for small business. And this episode is also brought to you by Vast Conference Calling. All right, their instant conference calls have crystal clear audio quality and tons of great features. You can just visit fizzle.co slash vast to get 30 days of free use of this. Fizzle.co slash vast for crystal clear conference calls that you can actually hear. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Yeah! Oh my god, I'm so happy. It's the Fizzle Show again. You know what this is. It's your time of inspiration, of education, and a little bit of motivation to help you push over or get out of whatever you're dealing with right now in your entrepreneurial journey. We represent a community of people who are earning a living doing something they actually care about, right? Who are working to build blogs, podcasts, small businesses, makers with physical products, people making courses and digital products, people using Facebook ads and creating Facebook groups and using all the tools of the internet to fund to 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 get the the revenue that they need to support the lifestyle that they're looking for, right? All the while creating honest businesses cuz that's what we are about. Honest online business. Online or offline, but chances are your offline business is using a lot of online tools right now. And if you're not, uh, maybe get with the program, okay? So every week we do another podcast about these kinds of topics, and today is no different. We have an awesome, really, really awesome uh, uh, conversation coming up today about stuff that we're noticing is just more and more and more important as as the years go by. This is not fading out, okay? So I'm excited about that. But if it's your first time listening, I want you to head over to fizzle.co slash toolkit, all right? Fizzle.co slash toolkit, where you will find a collection of resources that we've created for you, including the 10 most important, most effective episodes of this podcast. We've gone through multiple hundreds at this point. We're coming up to 250 now. There are so many episodes, and we've selected 10 of the most important, most popular, most effective for most small businesses. You don't want to miss those. Head over to fizzle.co slash toolkit. All right, we're doing this decentral today via Skype, but it's an old school. It's Corbett Barr. Say what's up, Corbett Barr. What's up, Corbett Barr? Oh, that was cute. <laughs> All right, pal. That was cute. And Steph Crowder. Say what's up, Chris? Steph Crowder. Hi, everybody. I'm excited. Our gang's <laughs> back together. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's great. I'm so excited our gang's back together. We're getting the gang back together, guys. And we're going out tonight and we're going to paint the town red. But we're going to do it in a podcast, and it's 9 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Steph, so set uh, set up our topic for us today. What are we talking about? I am so excited to talk about this today because 
not only has it been an exciting week or so for me and for the Courage and Clarity podcast, but I think what we're talking about today is going to be really helpful and useful for people who are really out there doing this stuff. We are talking about a recent um, development, a recent experiment, and recent success with my email list over at Courage and Clarity. So in case it is your first time listening, we have a second podcast called the Courage and Clarity Podcast hosted by yours truly, where I have conversations with amazing female entrepreneurs who give us both the background in terms of the story of how they came to be doing what they're doing, as well as tactical tips, tricks, and strategies to actually put things into action. So we've been kind of building a separate email list over there for about, I don't know, maybe a little bit less than six months. So the the show's been going for almost a year and I kind of fumbled on the email list for a little bit, which I think is pretty typical. And I launched it, I think, I want to say sometime this summer, it may have been May. I was like, you know, I teach this to people all the time. I got to get my act together about my own email list over there. So we launched that. And in the past week, I launched a new free guide, which we can talk all about what we recommend. And of course, if people have listened for any amount of time, we talk about email and email list and freebies and lead magnets all the time. But I just launched a new one. And last week, in the course of one week, I doubled my email list. And so it was really exciting. Not only is this just like a cool moment, but I really learned a lot from kind of like a tale of two lead magnets, if you will. I started with one back in May, May-ish, and then I created a new one about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And it was just really night and day in terms of the results. So I'm just excited to kind of walk us through what I think happened and get your guys' take as well as email, email building, email list building experts. So people out there who are, you know, starting their list from scratch, like I have, uh, can really take something away from this and, and, you know, really accelerate the growth of their email list, which of course is definitely the heartbeat of growing your business. Mm, love this. Corbett, as you think about this topic, what comes to mind to you in terms of like, what's, what's, what's important for in this topic for like every small business builder out there? Well, I just love this idea that Steph was able to double her email list in a week versus the almost year that her podcast has been launched. And I know, you know, you, um, you weren't focusing on the email list, but we're not talking about, you know, we went from your mom to your mom plus a stranger on the list. We're talking about that, you know, thousands, low thousands of people now signed up. So that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. And I think people just need to realize that if you're feeling down about your progress on your email list, you can make changes that can have a significant difference in a relatively short period of time. And Steph's going to tell us exactly how she did it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, Steph, where do you want to go next? Okay. I have a few different ideas of what we can talk about, but I guess I'll start with, why don't I talk a little bit about how I set it up? Let's talk just a tiny bit about the two different guides, because I think there was one, but first things first is dissecting how different these two lead magnets truly were. So I think, you know, like I said, back in the summertime, 2017, I thought to myself, okay, we teach people about email lists all the time. I got to get this thing going. What can I create for people that will be useful, that will be a Mm. compliment to the Courage and Clarity podcast? And the first thing that came to mind for me is I had just wrapped up season one of the show. So I've done, I've kind of done it in seasons, although I've kind of fallen off of that. My my current season's just been sort of 
long in one big season. But especially when you're first starting a podcast, I think we all agree it's a really good idea to start with this idea of a season. I went for 12 episodes because I kind of wanted to see what it was like and if it was for me and, and how I liked producing it. So then it was nice because I completed a whole season and I could put it on the shelf if I wanted to. Though in this case, it got traction. So I decided to keep going. Plus, I really enjoy mm. it. So I had this season. I had these 12 ep- episodes and six truly awesome experts. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool to create a free guide that's like a kind of like remember back in school there was cliff notes like you didn't read the book and you need to show up for class and and write the paper this was meant to be the cliff notes version of these podcasts because they were chock full of really cool turning point moments incredible inspirational quotes tactical tips. I mean, the speakers were also diverse from a Facebook ads expert to a um, attorney for creative businesses. I mean, just so much good stuff. So my thought was, how can I capture this and create a free resource for people who are brand new to the show? So I launched this, um, I I called it my Clarity Jumpstart Guide. And it was, like I said, it was just intended to be like a, a starting point for people who were brand new to the show. And I marketed it pretty heavily. I put it all over social. I sent it out to the Fizzle crew. And I would say that over the course of the past six months, I got a trickle, a pretty solid trickle. You know, in the beginning, there was a a bit of a bump, but it was more like a subscriber or somewhere between one to five subscribers a day. It was nothing crazy. Um, But people who who received it had really positive feedback. They said it was well-made. I had studied, by the way, for people listening who were like, oh, I really need to get one of these. I used this um, really awesome resource we have at Fizzle. It's a free article you guys can read and maybe we can link to it in the show notes, Chase. It's your article that you produced all about how to create your own free guide. It was like, this big, huge, massive guide yeah, to creating how to, how a guide. To make an how to make an ebook using yes. like PowerPoint or Keynote. Yes. How to create a PDF ebook using a tool that you likely already have on your computer. Yep. Um, to make a, your free downloadable. And it just gets into the de- design a little bit and to, it shows you a bunch of examples of what people are doing because yep. it's really easy to make your own version of that. So yeah, we'll definitely have a link to that in the show notes. That was so helpful. And I used Keynote and a lot of people were like, wow, how'd you make this? And so that felt good. And, and like I said, I got you know a few hundred people to sign up, I would say and then I sort of got to this place where you know people listening to the show know that I've moved recently my life's kind of settled my baby's now a toddler a little bit more independent and I had this new energy and I thought okay it's time to take this email list to the next level because my traction with it has really leveled off and I made that thing back at episode 12 and I'm now on episode 70 so I also simultaneously started a little community on Facebook. It's a private community called the Courage and Clarity Community because a lot of the listeners had said, hey, it'd be cool to have a place to discuss the episodes. So I started that and I started just listening, which is so funny because it's so ridiculous because it's like what we teach, but it's different when it's you. So for people out there who are like, you know, they can, I think oftentimes we see what someone else should do. Maybe you person listening, hear us like dissect someone's business on this show. And you're like, well, that's so obvious. It never feels as obvious when it's yourself. So just know that that's the case for business coaches who've been doing this for By a the few way, years that's, too. that's so true. Let's <laughs> stop for a second. Cause that yeah. is so true that yeah. you, you like, you're the last person to see what is very clear to other people about yes. your business. You're yes. the last person to see it. And so Steph, what I'm getting the sense of is that you 
you're what you're heading towards. You started this Facebook group so that your your audience would have a chance to sort of talk and about the episodes and stuff like that. And you mentioned you started listening and what did you end up finding? Like did yeah. you did you learn something? I did. I learned so much and this is I noticed that this was the case in that community as well as in the Fizzle forums that one of the top things that we just keep hearing over and over again is I never know what to work on first. Um, entire weeks go by where I don't feel like I made any progress. Um, you know, I got knocked, you know, I made this big plan this past weekend and then Monday came and I got knocked off track on Monday afternoon and the whole week went to and mm. so I just kept hearing this. And I think, you know, the more that I've gone deeper into my own skill set, I've realized that that's kind of my, one of my sort of knacks or skill sets is strategy for sure, as well as like seeing the big picture. And I'm really good at planning. I'm really good at planning from like a macro point of view, looking at a week and helping someone really find clarity, like, hey, here's what you should be working on. So I just kept hearing these these gripes and these complaints, these um, grievances about how how we're so time poor and we're so overwhelmed that we don't know what to work on. And Mm. on top of that, weeks go by and you feel like you made no progress and you're jumping from thing to thing and you're like, I worked all day and I got nothing done. So having lived through that myself, and I've felt that way many times just because I do wear so many different hats, I have gotten pretty good at, and and, you know, I think this is something that you guys have absolutely helped me do really well, Corbett in particular, is asking the question, what can you do that's going to be focused on growth? What can you do this week that's going to grow your business, your following, your skill set, et cetera? So I've started planning my weeks this way and I do it in like, you know, people who listen to the show. So hold on, step back for a second. You're saying that like every week you're starting with this idea of like, what can I do this week for, to help my podcast grow or to help my audience grow? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, and that's that's totally trademark Corbett Barr. That's like I feel like that's question TMCB. That he's, yeah. That's something he's asked us in our team meetings all the time, and it's kind of I think just switched my mindset. And on top of that, you know, I've always been the person who's like bought every planner, like day planner under the sun, and like different goal setting tools. And the reason I keep buying different ones is because what I've done for so long just wasn't working. It, I could sense that it wasn't the most efficient thing. And I've seen that in other people too. We get these obsessions with the different day planners out there and the different you know people who claim to have the best system. And what has worked for me is, especially now that I'm a mom and life is crazier than ever, is I started asking myself the question, what is the simplest, like quickest, most efficient thing that I can do on my Sunday to set myself up for a week that's really going to focus on growth? And I have developed a system. I literally call it my 15-minute planner method. And I just started calling it that. Like It's not like it had a name until I made this guide, but I realized that that's what it was. I sit down with a pen. I wanted it to be something that people could do without buying anything. It's a pen. It's a paper. It's 15 minutes on a Sunday. And I thought, you know, based on what I'm hearing, I'm just going to literally take photos of my notebook and put them into a guide and explain the mindset behind it and help people start to do this. And that's what I created for my second guide. So put these two next to each other. I had that season one sort of, you know, cliff notes, the clarity jumpstart guide. And then this new guide is the 15 minute planner method that was based so much more on something that just kept coming up again and again and again for people. And yeah, lo and behold, put that thing out there and list doubled in a week. Wow. Okay. So, so just to, to, to clarify here, you had listened to your audience 
to hear what they were talking about it again and again. And he didn't necessarily even ask them, you know, hey, what is the, what's the thing you guys are struggling with right now? You know what well, I mean? Well, I will say, actually, I will say one thing, and I picked oh. this up. I picked this up from a couple other people I know who run vibrant Facebook communities is I sort of, I, I did ask that. There's a cool feature for anybody out there listening who wants to do a Facebook group or has one. I highly recommend making it a closed group and you can... Um, have a question be required before somebody enters your group. Yeah. And that does a few things. One, it guarantees that they're human because they have to type something and you don't get like spam weirdos in your group. And two, you can ask any question you want. So actually I did have that. I did say, what's the number one thing you're struggling with right now? And I've been collecting those responses. I'm think up to almost 200 people in that group so far. And I have 200 responses to that question. And I nice. did go through and I like, tried to categorize those responses and time, 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 time kept coming up. So that mm. is part of it. So that wasn't the whole strategy. Yes, that was a tiny piece of it. I also just started listening to the conversations that were happening within the group. So I would say it was a combo of asking directly as well as observing. Okay, so so the, so the listeners can really make sense of this. There was some activity around listening to my audience, yes. right? And yes. then and then we we were we're hearing what they're saying. And I love the way that you said I kept trying to kind of categorize these responses. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is I think a big deal. We might come back to this in a second. All right, but we're listening. We're looking at all the responses to the stuff that they're saying, whether that's in a survey or comments on our blog or emails that we get from customers or listeners or readers or something like that. Um, however, we're able to get this sort of feedback from people about what are they struggling with. We're listening to that, trying to kind of categorize them, group them, put them into put each response in to its own little bucket, you know, try to group things together. Oh, both of these are about, this one says time management. This one says productivity. Those are yep. very similar, right? You know, group those together. And then at the end of that, you're like, okay, so was it for you? Here's my question. Was it like, just pick the most popular one? Uh, and that was like sort of the analytical approach or were you like, I, it looks like a lot of people are struggling with this time management, figuring out how to get more stuff done in the day, figuring out how to do the right stuff in a day. I have a tool that I've been using for this. Why don't I just help them with a quickie sort of thing? Because I've already been sort of a, a badass at putting something myself. I'm, I'm like a Navy SEALs, you know, SEAL Team 6 uh, out here every single day mm-hmm. getting things done. And I have my own I have my own little shortcuts I use for it. Maybe that'll be helpful for others. And that's their most popular concern. I mean, was this what you were thinking at the time? Very, very similar, very close to that. I think one thing that stood out to me was I started just, again, I kept noticing that, you know, that feeling, I've had this before, but I don't have it now, which really stood out to me. That feeling of like, oh my God, a whole week's gone by and I'm so defeated. I'm not making progress. I'm not getting stuff done. And I kept hearing this and I was like, well, I don't have that problem. I do get a lot of stuff done. So I think part of it is looking for what, what is popular in terms of a need, but what do you do well? Because I think there are definitely some things that came up in that survey that I was doing that I didn't feel especially well, you know, equipped to do. So maybe mm. an example would be like, I just can't figure out all the tech for my business. Like I, there were definitely a lot of people who were like, I got to get all my website stuff locked and loaded. Like, nope, that's not me. That's, that's you, Chase. Like, that's not yeah. me. So I, you know, I have a website. I've done a, enough to be dangerous, but that I don't have no desire to fix that problem. So I think it's a combination of the popularity of the need as well as feeling like it's a sweet spot for me. It's like, no, interesting. I, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, so it's it was like your ex- 
your expertise played a huge role yes. where you felt like you had you had something to give played a huge role in discover and deciding what you're, you're what you were going to make. And now yeah. now I'm curious at this point, did you know, did you have like a sense that the first uh, opt in incentive, the, the clarity jumpstart guide that you mentioned earlier that was getting like a little bit. Did you mm-hmm. kind of have this feeling that that like we can make something better that that we could be getting better results. Was that kind of nagging at you or was were yes. you just kind of like, no, that's what that's what we should expect. You said yes. I did say yes. Yeah. And I was glad that I made it because I've never made a free guide before. So this was my first shot at it. And I'm, I'm still proud of the way it turned out. And I like it. And I think that it helped the people that it helped. But I definitely I had that sense where and again, let's, that's actually a good question. If we go back to that, when I was telling that story, did I make that guide based on anything my audience had asked for? Not really. It was more like I believed the episodes were really good. I wanted to capture all the best bits and I believed it could help people. But did they come at me and say, hey, like this is what we need? No. And I think that was the really big difference. So, you know, it did get me to... I don't know, half a thousand subscribers or something. So it wasn't nothing. But I, I think I from almost from the get go, just doing the work that we do, I, I knew that more was possible for sure. Mm, I love I'm, that. Now, go for it, Corbin. I'm curious, like what do you remember the moment just thinking through like your planning process? What was the the moment or the impetus be, behind deciding to work on this as a project? Because you were talking earlier about people don't know what to work on and that's Mm -hmm. a really common thing. And you already had an email lead magnet out there and it was working. You had a sense that it might not be working that well, but this is one of those decision points where you're like, "Uh, should I spend time revamping this thing or am I being silly because I'm probably not going to get better results than I have right now? Like what, what -hmm. pushed you over the edge and made that, um, you know, get up to the top of your to-do list? That's such a good question. I think that I think there is an element of low hanging fruit here. Like I said, I was seeing this issue over and over again in the audience saying like, I don't know what to work on. I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot tell you. And you you guys see it all the time too in the fizzle forums and our fizzlers probably see it too. It's got to be one of the top three things we hear, isn't it? I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And I think it dawned on me. I was already doing this process for myself. I didn't, I didn't say to myself, okay, I got to go make up a process. I was sitting in my at my counter in my house with my my glass of wine I have this little ritual I do it every Sunday and I had my notebook and my pen and I think it just dawned on me I thought to myself oh my god I'm already doing this and I always got like such a great feeling about the week ahead when I do this 15 minute process. So that's when I thought, man, this thing has been so powerful for me. I can probably do it. I can whip it up over the course of a day, which is exactly what I did over like the Thanksgiving time when I had some some just free time. This is what I worked on for a day. And I knew that I could make something that was both super impactful based on that feedback, as well as, like I said, literal photos from my notebook. I wasn't reinventing the wheel. Yes, there are definitely some pages in there that... Um, you know, that like explain the mindset and and some ways to think about productivity. And there's more stuff besides just the photos. But I also think it really helped that I already had that clarity guide because I actually took that thing and that became like my template. And it'll it'll probably, and that thing's pretty well designed. So that will probably be my template forever moving forward. So low hanging fruit, I think was played into it. I sat down and thought to myself, oh my gosh, I'm already doing this. I've had this problem that these people have and I have solved it for myself. And I can just, show people. And that's what inspired me to do it. Cause I think I knew it, I wasn't going to go down some rabbit hole, um, creating a thing that was going to take me like three weeks to make. Mm, yeah, no, I love this. Now 
Okay, so Corbett, uh, Corbett and I just did this three day intensive, and Steph, you were there, you were there as well in the in the audience watching. So you might, but I mean, we had to. Corbett and I were like in the room making the content as we were going, <laughs> making sure that people weren't like like totally losing like 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 track of where we were or something. And one of the things we went deep on, by the way, you guys can already access that course, the new website tune up course. I believe uh, if you go to fizzle.co slash tune-up, all right? It's a three-day workshop seminar that we recorded that'll help you make your every web page on your site more effective, right? That's what it's, that's what it's for. Um, and what that has really steeped me in, when I, uh, in prepping all that material for that and, and in doing all the examples with people, um, what it's making me feel like I'm seeing here is, listen to me for a second here on the difference between your first guide, right? Here's things about our podcast, right? Here's things about my podcast. Like here's the best episodes and the insights from them. So what you're asking for them is to want insights, right? You're like, hey, you already want insights, right? And I don't think a lot of people are walking around going like, hey, do you have any insights? Hey, I'm looking for insights, right? If only I had the right insight. If only I had the right insight, right? Right. So, and in this one, what would you say? I mean, you, you were, you were aligning what you made directly with what they already wanted. Now, what in your words, Steph, as you explain it here, what is, what did they already want? They wanted to know what the hell to work on this week. Period. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know what to work on that was going to make them feel like they made progress. They didn't want to spend a lot of time planning that. And they didn't want to have to go buy something in order to do it. That's, yeah. that's really it. Got it. So quickly and easily find out, discover what to work on right now. That yep. kind of thing. Right. Exactly. And what, what's great about that is you have, number one, you have this desire you're tapping into because I think a lot of us would, would say, oh yeah, I mean, if you, if you put that in front of me, I'm going to be like, yeah, I want that every time. Yep. Right. Because I do know the struggle of figuring, trying to decide what it is I'm going to work on. Right. Second of all, though, uh, lost my second of all. That was literally gone because I was thinking about the fact that even Corbett in this in this episode asked you, how did you know to work on that? <laughs> right. Well, and you know, it's such an interesting question, because like for people out there who might be wondering that, too. I can't say that I fully knew. And to be honest, doubling the email list was like a stretch goal. I was going to be happy with a couple hundred to, to me. And, and maybe this is an important answer to Corbett's question. If I had gotten, I remember thinking to myself, if I get a couple hundred more people this week, then this would have been worth it. I think that was what justified it. Because like I said, it took me a day of my holiday time, which I, this is how I am. I just like to create. So I just felt compelled to create this. I thought to myself, if I could get a couple, a couple hundred email subscribers from this, then it would be cool. And also it was like a bit of self-actualization. So it was like this kind of cool blend between, yes, the desire was there, but like, I'm really interested in this. So you guys know I've been interested in planners and goal setting forever. So it was something that I, it was like this beautiful marriage of my, we talk about this all the time too, my expertise and my interest, I think is Mm. really what it, what it comes down to. Yeah, which is really like for a lot of us now, there's a lot of us out there who are building our businesses and we're not letting ourselves um, explore our personal interests very much, right? right. We're not let. I mean, because it's scary. It's scary to do that. It's kind of scary to do that because what if it doesn't work, right? We really need our stuff to work because once our business starts working, our whole life is going to change, yeah. right? That's that's just so clear. Once your business starts working, everything's going to change in in your life, 
right? Because like, oh my God, money just comes in doing work that I, I don't have to have a boss anymore. Like I'm the boss. But the challenge with that is learning to trust a little bit this thing that you want to do. And we've talked about that a lot before because that can give you more energy and more expertise, more insight, more awareness about how to make something that might actually be different, that might actually be good. Now, that's not always the case. It's mm-hmm. not always the case because you like a thing because there's a lot of us out here who are making the exact opposite mistake, right? Who yep. are just spending all their time just focusing on what they want. What I want to do is this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And five years later, they're like, business sucks. Like no, nothing ever works out for me, right? right. It, it's, and it's, so it's, a, it's a both and. It's like realizing that you are fundamentally and profoundly an individual and it's your individuality which is going to make, be a huge ingredient in your success. However, you are an individual in the context of a community, in the mm-hmm. context of relationships. And it's your ability to anticipate and empathize with others that also will play a major role in your success. And what I love about your story right now, Steph, is you showed that having this Facebook group, having this ability to ask a question that you hear, you get to see a lot of answers to, that played a really big role in you understanding what, how clear it is that these people feel they're struggling with this thing. They know they are. And I have to, I have to say that this reminds me of when I had, uh, when I was doing Father Apprentice, I think it was, it must have been that, this blog that I was running for new dads at the time. Um, I had one of these, you know, every time someone subscribed, I got the email notification. I'd click the little email address to write a new email and mail or in uh, Gmail. And I'd have a little text ex- expander snippet that would auto complete this, this sort of canned response email, which basically said, you know, hey, thanks for signing up. And what's the, what's the thing you're struggling with most right now as a dad? And I would read every one of them, you know, as they came mm-hmm. in and normally start up a little conversation with people. Um, and once I got to like, you know, my hundredth response back and realized that like about 80, 80 out of the 100 said the same thing. I was like, geez, Louise, this yep. is so confirming of right. of what what I mean, you you get this confidence factor that if you have the competence to make a thing, when you realize that so many people in your audience are hungry for a thing, this is the reason why I attribute a lot of the success of, of, of this opt-in incentive that you made is because you tapped into an idea, a topic that is really interesting. And then somehow you did it in a Steph way. So yep. it feels unique. Right? Exactly. It feels unique. So it's both those things. Tapping into an, a, a, a desire that already exists and having this uniqueness. And for you, the uniqueness came from your own experience here. I just think that's right. fascinating. Yeah. As a, Again, as opposed to that first guide, which I think uh, leaned way too hard on the side of this is what Steph wanted to make. Right. So we talked about how it's really easy to lean toward too much towards expertise, but it feels soulless, soulless for you or mm. towards your own interest, but nobody wants it. So it's like it really is almost like this this seesaw and you have to be in the middle of it. And that's what seems like a really hard thing to do until like you said, Jace, you start listening and then it, it, yeah. it kind of does smack you in the face if yeah, you can and- find a way. And it's like, like, yeah, don't, you got to realize the thing we like is we like the salty with the sweet, right? Yeah. You ever right. had it? You ever had a, a, an amazing chocolate chip cookie with like big old chunks of Maldon salt on top oh, of that? Yeah. Corbin knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Corbin knows what the heck I'm talking Roman about right candle. now. 
You get that salty with the sweet, right? Mm. There's this balance, this yin yang to the thing. And it's the, it's that same balance with your individual desire and what you want, your expression, your uniqueness, and the realization that there's people out there who have way more on their like mind than figuring out who you are and what you're into. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to align your interests with their own. And that's what the whole workshop on the, the, the website tune up workshop was about, which was so much fun. So, um, all right. So Corbett, listen, zoom us out here for a second. I want a little bit of CEO mode because I'm thinking there's somebody out there listening right now who's like, I'm not sure. It, I don't have an opt in incentive for my, I don't have an opt in incentive for my email list yet. Right. I have a little thing on my web page that says like, join the newsletter, right? Get, get updates, right? Or whatever, something yeah. like that. What, like just, just real pedantic, real, like, real, like step by step. Like, what would you personally, what would you tell them to do if you were hired by them to be their coach? Okay. So, uh, first of all, I would go to fizzle.co slash email where you yep. will get a full seven day series on how to build a compelling email opt-in offer. And we're going to walk you through step-by-step exactly how to do it, including showing you screenshots of which buttons to click and what to do inside of your email service provider. So that's the easy part, the easy way to do it. In terms of um, just thinking about this in in the context of what Steph has done, the critical piece here is that Steph has a specific audience in mind She has connected with actual members of that audience. She has talked with them and she has a clear understanding of what they're struggling with and how she might be able to help them. That's why this has been so effective for her. I just looked up the um, conversion rate for this 15 minute planner. Steph Mm. is using ConvertKit, which we highly recommend. You can go to fizzle.co slash ConvertKit and get a free 30 day trial. ConvertKit is an email service provider that some friends of ours built a few years ago and has just taken the blogging world by storm. It's doing a great job. So in ConvertKit, you can look up the conversion rate for a specific offer, for a specific email opt-in offer. And Steph has in here the Clarity Quick Start Guide and the 15-Minute Planner. This 15-Minute Planner so far is converting 81% of people who visit the page. Mm -hmm. So think about that for just a second. If five people visit this page, four of them end up signing up for the 15-minute planner. So that means she's tapping into a group of people who really want this thing, and she's doing a great job of explaining it on the page. An 81% conversion rate is incredible, right, Mm -hmm. for any kind of page. So that tells me that she's really on to something. And then the question for me is, how do you... How do you replicate that? How do you get onto something in that way? And I think Steph has already said all of that in this conversation, and you've you've asked her the right questions, Chase. To me, it all started with when Steph said, I had this question that I just asked everybody who signed up for my Facebook group. The important thing there is not to think, I need a Facebook group. Right. The important thing there is to think, I need a reliable way of tapping into the desires of people that I believe are in my target audience. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. I was thinking when Steph said that, that this sounds a lot like what you used to hear Derek Halpern say like seven years ago or something about how he would ask everyone who signed up for his email list, what are you struggling with? And that Mm -hmm. gave him this 
wealth of ideas for things that he could work on and try to address with people. It also helps you connect with folks, right? So they, they know that somebody's there on the other side of this thing. But a lot of people listening to this are probably two steps behind. They don't have an email list that they can ask people. They don't have a Facebook group where they can ask people. So you have to start with the resources that you have. And that's where we go back time and time again to the idea of talking with potential customers, which means mm-hmm. just identifying people in your real life or people that you're connected with online that you think fit your target audience and asking them, hey, can I talk to you for 15 minutes about this particular subject? And then following Steph's course inside of Fizzle and just learning the kinds of questions to ask. If you're before that point even, you can get online and just go and look at what people are talking about on Reddit or on Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram or wherever you hang out. Listen to what people are talking about when they talk about certain issues. So in this case, if you were in the space that Steph is in, you can find people that are talking about what they're struggling with already in regards to building a business. You can go on on Reddit and just look for people who are trying to become entrepreneurs and and see what they're talking about and what they're struggling with. And you might find enough of a thread in there around, I'm struggling with time, to connect the dots from that to this. But just realize that where Steph is now is an evolution. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have an email list, you might start out with something like the Clarity Quick Start Guide. And that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a way mm-hmm. to get started. And it's a way to start connecting with people so that you can ask that question. What are you struggling with when everybody signs up? And maybe you only get a few people a day signing up for that. But over the course of several months, you learn and improve and you come up with new ideas. And then you try again with a new guide. And maybe that one takes off like this one did. So, you know, it's a process of evolution, but the important part here is tapping into the desires of your potential target customer, getting to know real examples of those people, listening, and then evolving over time as you learn more, not just sitting there saying, well, I created an email opt-in, so I guess I'm done for the next five years. Yeah. Mm. You have to like and evolve very, and get the better. The very first step you're talking about here is going to fizzle.co slash email, which is going to guide you through a lot of this stuff. Is that yep. what I'm hearing, Corbin? Exactly. And while we're on that, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was one of the points I wanted to bring to this conversation. So this is actually an excellent transition because there is now this next step. We talked all about, you know, how to create a truly on point excellent opt-in. But honestly, that's not enough, right? Like you can have that thing and if nobody sees it, then it's never going to convert. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that email course, which people should definitely take because it's free, fizzle.co slash email. I signed up for it myself. And guys, I teach this, like (laughs) I teach this stuff, but it's different when it's the context of your own of your own offer. And I, yeah. you know, of course, like I've taught it a bunch, and but there were, there were a few things that stood out to me that I compared to what I was doing with my Clarity Jumpstart Guide. And I would say I was 80% of the way there with the exception of the strength of the opt-in, which we've already talked about. But there was another big thing I wanted to bring up, a couple things. One that One thing that stood out to me in that course is, and I hadn't thought enough about this, was creating a simple place where your opt-in is and having nothing else be on that page. I was doing that wrong. So in the past, I had had my Clarity Jumpstart Guide kind of like under my about page. And I realized I was like, this is not clear enough. Like if somebody's on here for two seconds, I need to give them no other option. I'm not going to even allow them to read about me. That can be on a different page. So if you go to courageandclarity.com slash plan, 
all that is on that page is a little bit about the guide and an opportunity to opt in, I think actually twice. And that Mm. idea that having a link that you can literally then take and put all over your social, I put it on my Instagram profile, I put it pinned to the top of Facebook and Twitter. You know, when I wrote a guest post for, not guest post, but for people out there, it's kind of the equivalent of a guest post. I wrote a a post for Fizzle about productivity and mentioned my guide, same link. So making it really simple and using that thing in a variety of places and having it all point back to one place if you go to the site, there's really not any other options. And I know like, for example, at Fizzle, we have a bunch of different guides, but Fizzle is a much more mature business. Courage and Clarity is a year old. And so for my visitors to my website, I realized I have got to make it super clear. I have one guide. I don't even have the Clarity Jumpstart Guide available right now because I don't even want to confuse my message. Like I'll just rather have people just find the uh, plan because that's going so well. So I have like an announcement bar. I mean, just everywhere I can have that, it all points back to the planner method. So no matter what I'm doing, whether it's writing a post for Fizzle and having the opportunity to put my link in there, whether it's appearing as a guest on somebody somebody else's podcast, I can always use this same link time and time again. And it's just super clear on that page. There's nothing else. You can't get lost in anything else. It's literally, here's the 15 minute planner method, like six bullet points and then two opportunities to opt in. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a very, that's a very hard, fast tip right there, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have a page, what we can call a sales page or a landing page for this offer so that, so that when someone lands there, there's no distractions. We're just looking at this thing. We tackle the main objections that they're going to have. We give them a sense of the benefits that they're going to have afterwards. We do whatever we need to do to convince them, right? And this is talked about in that uh, fizzle.co slash email course yes. as well, where, where I believe we link to the 80-20 sketch sheet for mm-hmm. copywriting, which is super powerful in helping you understand what needs to be on your landing page. One of the yes. best resources which- out there. I also use that to create this this guide. So that's another great thing for people. I know we've mentioned a lot of links at this point, but definitely go to the show notes of this episode if you're not able to write it down fast enough because we really do have a, a, like, you can DIY this thing for free with fizzle, free fizzle resources, which I think is really cool and helpful. I love that. So that was, that was the 80-20 sketch. How did you use that really quickly? Because we're going to wrap up here shortly, but how did you end up using that to discover what should be in your guide? Yeah. Well, as we've said before, we use that thing for pretty much everything we do around here at Fizzle. We use it for a lot of our podcast episodes, certainly our courses. And I think in the case of a free guide, it's really helpful to walk through it. Now, as we've discussed, I came to that sheet kind of having a pretty good idea of what the problem was, and and that's covered in the sheet. But I needed to think through quite a few other things, which I think that sheet does a really good job of walking you through the potential um, obstacles, like what people already think they know about this thing, but they don't realize they need the other thing. I think it just takes you a lot deeper than like when I said that I was sitting at my counter being like, oh my God, I already do this. It helped me say to myself, okay, well, I can't teach this from Steph who's gone through every planner under the sun and gotten really frustrated and created her own thing. That's a different level. Where was I six months ago? And I had to kind of like that worksheet will help you meet your ideal visitor where they are and help you Mm. think through like, what, what do they need to hear about planners right now? 
And for me, what that was, was like, hey, if you're anything like me, you've used every planning method under the sun, digital planners, day planners, Pomodoro method, rewards, like the list goes on and on. Take it from me. I've tried it. And instead I threw all that crap out and now I have a pen and paper and I want to show you how to do it in 15 minutes. Like it just helps you get it really tight. So if you're like struggling, and I know a lot of people struggle because I've struggled with this too, of making it concise and to the point and like hard hitting the 80-20 sketch sheet that, that Chase is talking about will really help with that. Mm, love that. Love that. Okay. So Corbett, any final words here before we wrap up? Because I think this is like utterly actionable episode. Steph, I'm so glad that we talked about this and that we have this kind of success story to show people this is totally possible. It's a matter of understanding, empathizing, becoming aware of what your audience struggles with, what your target customer, your ideal client and is really actually struggling with and thinking about right now and aligning your call to action, your offer with that desire. I think that's like such a great example of this very, very basic, simple business strategy or, or, or almost not even a strategy, a principle of business. This is how business has always worked. Corbett, anything to say here in closing? Just that I uh, downloaded the guide myself and loved it. I love how real it feels because you're actually seeing inside of Steph's notebook. You see her Mm. actual handwriting and stuff, which is cool. So um, if people wanted to check that out, Steph, where would they go? Courageandclarity.com slash plan. Love it. Love it. Okay, Steph, thanks so much for guiding us through this and, and, uh, and showing us your ways. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. I hope it was helpful for people listening. And that's one of my favorite things about, and we talk about this all the time, the three of us. It's one of my favorite things about having launched this podcast is for people listening, maybe you hear this show and other shows and you're like, oh my gosh, those experts, like, of course it's easy for them. I started this thing from scratch. So if that's you, like, I totally get it. It's not easy. It can be really frustrating. Keep at it, keep listening and um, you'll learn a lot. It does get easier. So I hope it helps. So there you have it. That is episode two. 48 of the fizzle show as always you can go to fizzleshow.co slash 248 to find all the show notes and links from this episode all the most important points and quotes and things like that fizzleshow.co slash 248 here's an itunes review from priska prasatya who's in the Netherlands, who says, I just heard my first Fizzle podcast. I learned so much from it. I'm so glad that I listened to this. How completable is your online course? Episode 234, because uh, I'm just about to start my online course in teaching business for students and fresh graduates in the field of sustainability. So much knowledge in one hour. Awesome, Briska. Thanks so much for your review. If you want to listen to that episode, that is fizzleshow.co slash 234 with Vanessa Van Edwards. Really good one. If you haven't yet, leave us an iTunes review. Or more importantly, maybe, do you know somebody who should listen to this episode? Just click that little, like, share this episode button in your podcast app. Give them a little reason why. They'll be glad. All right, y'all. Here's a quote from Zig Ziglar. He says, if people like you, they'll listen to you. But if they trust you, they'll do business with you. Find care. Take care.